Hey folks, welcome to the Aspire Natural Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tim Gerstmar. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut dysfunctions, autoimmune diseases, and other hard-to-treat cases. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you a range of interesting, informative, and yes, entertaining podcasts. All right, folks, without further ado, let's get to the show. Hey folks, it's Dr. Gersmar. I am here today with Molly Kautz. She is a nutritional therapy practitioner and a personal trainer here in Redmond at New Start Nutrition. Hey Molly. Hello. Great. So uh, we are just going to have a little conversation. Uh, before we started recording, we were talking a lot about motivation, kind of that in, ineffable thing that is maybe the most important, along with mindset and motivation that kind of go together, are probably the single most important thing uh, that gives people either success or failure when it comes to, to changing their life, I mean, in any way. But of course, since Molly and I spend so much time trying to help people um, recover their health, uh, you know, feel good and, and meet their kind of fitness and, and body composition and, and how they're looking and all those things, those goals, that's what we focus on. And, and people tend to get really... Uh, they get focused on the tactics. Um, you know, should I um, exercise for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or should I eat this food or that food or carbs or fat or uh, the specific tactics? And those all have a place. Uh, but and, and that's kind of where the sexy is, where everybody likes to dig in. But we forget sometimes that that before you can even deal with the 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 the. I'm losing my words here. The actual strategies, you have to back out and, and get your mindset in a good place because, um, you know, as Molly and I were saying, lots of people join a gym. And, uh, and you know, the typical the typical lifespan of most people is about two weeks at the gym. Yeah, well, think about New Year's resolutions. Right, right. right. It's packed for a couple of weeks and then... Absolutely. Starts trickling off. So let's talk about my motivation and mindset. We were kind of digging into this, and I thought it'd be a great time to to record it and talk about it because, like we said, it's not necessarily the sexiest thing. But if you're considering making some big changes in your life, mm -hmm. uh, if your mindset and your motivation aren't aren't really there, uh, you can end up wasting a huge amount of time and energy and money. Uh, and be incredibly frustrated and not get the results that you're looking for. So, so let's dig in. Tell me, let's let's kind of recap. What were we talking about, Molly? Yeah, the readiness to change. I think is the biggest thing for people that we'll see. Yeah. To get them in the door, they have to decide. Like, I need to change my life, or there's something that I'm not content with, and I'm ready to find the next step. I'm ready to enjoy life, change right. my lifestyle. Right. Right. And that's what my whole business is about: is changing a lifestyle. It's not a fad diet. It's not 12-week programs that are going to get you shredded. And then from there, where's your life? Right. It's something that you can start and you can sustain and constantly change because life changes. And we want to make it fun right? and just make it fit into your routine already. Right. Because that's, I think, the hardest thing for retention with any plan, right. whether it's fitness, whether it's a doctor's plan, whether it's a nutrition plan. Right. It's like, I start it, but how can I keep this up? Right. You know, if it's like I'm eating the same thing every day and no carbs, no fat. Like, what is that? That's right. not life. Right. So I'm all about vibrancy and variety. Mm -hmm. And that keeps it interesting because life should be interesting. Right, right. So yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, we can break that down a little too. I think a lot of people think that... Um, the way I say it, a kind of a therapeutic plan. You have a goal and then you have, you know, your plan to achieve yeah. that goal. Um, and it's very kind of short-term thinking. Like, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of summer here right now. So kind of uh, a few months ago, people were thinking, uh, you know, how can I get great, you know, get in great shape uh, for the beach or for yeah. summer outfits or things oh, like yeah, that, that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So um, how can people know, like your experience working with people, especially kind of in the, the gym and then through mm -hmm. your nutrition as well, how do people know if they're kind of ready or how do people know if they have the motivation? Like, what do you see the people who, who really make significant change versus those who don't? Um, I think it, it varies. So they go through yeah. different stages, right? So right. they make the decision to get to the gym right? if it was at a gym. And that's right. a huge step right. because that is a lot of vulnerability mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there mm -hmm. and putting yourself in public, which a lot of people are afraid to do. Right. So obviously the at-home training is a great step. Right. So they make that decision like, I need to work out and I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to actually pay money and I'm going to do it. Right. Then when we start the programs, then you get oh, this is harder than I thought. You have muscle soreness. Like, how am I? I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Mm -hmm. But then they start like 
seeing changes and right. then you add motivation and encouragement which is my job that's right. my side of it right and i have so much passion for what i do and people have told me like it just rubs off on them and that's the way it should be because right. health and fitness like, it should be fun it's it's not a chore right. and it shouldn't be drudgery when they come in so you just try to lighten it up because that's their hour to take care of themselves right so i think recognizing that they are of worth Mm-hmm. And their life is a value is a huge step mm, to starting a process. That's really hard. A lot of people, I mean, face it. A lot of us yep. have been damaged one way or another and have yep. some some significant self worth or self esteem issues. Always, there's and, a lot of people who always put themselves last, mm-hmm. so everybody else comes before them, right? And then what's left for them? They just like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like I just don't have the energy to take care of myself, right? When in reality, taking care of yourself gives you the energy. And the boost to start helping others and reaching out. Right. Because if your cup's empty, you can't pour from an empty cup. Right, right. We talk so, about the the um, oxygen mass that comes out of the plane, right? Yep. They always tell you, put yours y- on you first. know, put yours on first because if you don't, like yes. you're trying to take care of your kids or you're trying to take care of the people around you mm-hmm. and you don't care for yourself, you probably, not only will you suffer, but then they will probably suffer as well because you... Right. You can't make it, right? Yep, you can't help so, them. Right. We talk a lot about, you know, moms... Um, you know, feel really selfish taking time for themselves because their kids need them. And especially if there's, if their kids have some health problems or, you know, and we always tell them, look, you know, in, in this case, being a little selfish and, and, and in some ways depriving your children or your spouse or the Mm -hmm. people you care about a little bit by not caring for their needs and instead taking some time for yourself, being selfish in that way is actually being selfless because, again, if you right. break down, and, and we see this, right? I'm a caregiver. I'm taking care of other people. But then I, I put my needs last, and eventually my health breaks down. And then now I cannot be a caregiver to the, and I think to the people in my negative life. negative emotions come up too. Right. So you can only keep that up for so long, and then you start getting resentful right. towards the very people you're taking care of because right. you're not getting – you're just feeling stretched to right. the point where there's nothing left, and you snap. Right. Right. And even as a trainer, like I always tell my clients, it's a priority. You know, like, yeah, I'm kind of crazy. I wake up at 4 a.m., but that's my time. Right. And if I don't get my workout time, like, I don't think I'll be a great trainer. Right. Because I'm going to be thinking, like, I need to do this too. Right. Because that is a priority and that's important. So if I'm huge on leading by example, Mm -hmm. because if I'm not making it a priority, how do I expect other people to make that a priority? Right. Absolutely. And and I think that shows that it can be retention, that it can be a part of your lifestyle, regardless of how crazy it is. Right. Like, if I'm able to do it, then I'm like, this should motivate you and inspire you that it's possible. Right. To make that time. So let me ask you, I know there's a couple of different um, approaches people have. And one is kind of baby steps of saying, look, you know, if um, just start where you can. So we often, you know, we can tell people, hey, do one push up a day, literally one push up a day or something Mm -hmm. similar. Right. And the the thought is, if you can manage to do that, and and it's like, there's never a point in your day where you can't take 10 seconds to do something, right? And then if you can do that for 30 days, then you start building habit. And then okay, one push up often becomes like, well, I can come on, I can do more than one, I can do two, or I can do five, or, you know, before long, I can do 20, or you know what I can do? some squats or I can do like I can do something else right or or we'll say like you know if you want to run if that's something that works for you the first step is I just want you to put your shoes on your running shoes on every day you don't actually have to do anything other than literally put put your shoes on you know because then and then it becomes okay step outside your door and then it becomes okay walk to the end of your driveway or then it becomes you know and before too long people have grooved a habit I've seen on the other side, people are saying, hey, let's, you know, dive in and do something really intensive. You know, let's do whatever it is. You you know, another example I heard recently, someone hired a trainer, um, a yoga instructor to come to their house every single day for 30 days to do, they were going to do yoga every day. And, uh, and the advantages there, I think, are that people can see a really significant difference. So can you speak, like, what do you think? Is there a preference, baby steps versus, you know, kind of jumping in the deep end of the pool? It really depends on the person, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I feel like you have to jump in enough mm-hmm. that you actually immerse yourself in that experience. Mm. Because if you're just, you're like taking taste of things, but you're not fully experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith and jump in full force mm-hmm. and do it. That mm-hmm. being said, the intensity of say that workout 
or the severity of the change of a nutrition plan mm -hmm. should vary based on the person. Okay. So I take steps when it comes to nutrition plans. Sure. Like, okay, you look at it, like yeah. depending on the person, but sure. sometimes you're like, wow, this is... Okay. Yeah. So even for me, like I have to take steps. Like we're going to change three things. Right. Number one, eat breakfast. Right. Right. Get that metabolism going. Number two, drink water. Mm -hmm. Number three, you know, like you're going to cut out this amount of sugar. Right. Right. So those are three small steps, but they're really all encompassing. Right. So if they can accomplish that and then we meet two weeks later and they have been consistent and they have been successful, mm -hmm. that is goal number one has been achieved. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they have succeeded at something finally. Right. And then we can add one more thing. Right. And then, okay, in two weeks to a month, let's try it and see if you've maintained that. Right. Then five months from that day that you first met, you look back and that entire plan, their life still has changed. Right. From three small steps that were taken. Right. But it's called success. Right, right. If they feel like they're capable of it, they're going to stick to a plan. Right. Whereas if it's a complete 180 degree change, you know, and they're like, okay, you know, I can do this for so long. And then they just like, this is ridiculous. Right. Like, I can't change my whole life. Right. Right. So it's kind of sneaky and tricky in a way that we do it. Right. Because then before they know it, they look back and like, wow, I never thought I would be here. Yeah. But because it was small steps of success. Right. That makes them feel like I can do this. Right. Right. And then you can give them, you know, like a goal that right. they're working towards. Right. But until then, I, that's a small step way. Right. But they've had to fully jump in to that whole process to start it. Right. Right. So. Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, look, if, if you're contemplating a change, but it, it feels too too much, like if you have 100 pounds to lose or something yes. like that, right? It can just be like, that is just way too much. Uh, it feels so overwhelming. You know, one you lose one pound, it feels like nothing when you have a hundred pound goal right. or, you know, if you want to run a marathon, just, you know, another example for people, but you've never run, you know, a single mile before, yeah. um, it, the idea can be way too daunting, yes. uh, to tackle. So I think it's this interesting thing where we both want to keep the, the ultimate goal in mind, but yet we want to set ourselves much more doable goals Yes, because if we don't have some successes relatively early in the process, that initial enthusiasm quickly mm. wanes. And if we, the, our, uh, when we succeed at something, it's sort of a burst of, of, uh, of enthusiasm yes. comes again. Like, oh my gosh, right. I, and cause probably a lot of my clients have never felt like they can stick to something and be successful at mm -hmm. it. And that's a lot of that whole self-fulfilling prophecy. So mm -hmm. that towards the end of their life, like, well, I mean, I'm here, but I really don't feel like I get it. I mean, that's a negative mindset that yeah. needs to change. Sure. But sometimes saying positive things is not enough. Right. They have to actually see, like, look, you've done this. Look right. where you came from. Right. Right. And even clients like, I've only lost 20 pounds and I need to lose this much. I'm like, only 20 pounds. Like, right. do you need me to show you what a pound of fat looks like? Right. Because that is like a visual of this just came off your body. Right. You know, right. okay, yes, we have more to go, but right. look at where we started. Absolutely. And look at where you are. And you did this. Yeah. So if you can do 20, you can do 20 more. And yeah. then, you know, it's it, just a process right. over time. Right. Well, I think we're all really bad at processes over time. Like, yes. and that we want, you know, have you seen the newest? Um, I know it's been around for a while, but I've seen it making the rounds of the internet. The new machine that basically you can, you get it like a tube and you stick it in your stomach and it sucks food out. Oh, basically, yeah. have you yes. seen that? So that's the kind of epitome of the immediate gratification. Like, I really want to eat this like, I don't know, whatever, cookie, right? Yeah. And then I can just stick the tube in and suck it right back out of my stomach. And and it's like, okay, I, I, I truly, I understand that. I do. And, and I'm not trying to make fun, but ultimately, I think everybody knows it's, that's it's not the answer. it's also not getting to the root of the problem. Right. And that's the biggest thing. Like, right. you know, people will have lap band surgery and it right. works, sort of. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. But oftentimes the reason they got to that point has not been addressed right so even if they lose weight you know like it's just it's gonna come back right not because it's you know they're it that's just genetically it's inevitable right, right. Because the problem has not been addressed, and it's often emotional. Well, I was going to say, we can talk all about the hormones and various yes. other things, but at the end of the day, a lot of people, you know, they're fat in their mind, 
and uh, and and they may lose weight, and then they're a fat person in a thin person's body, and eventually they'll become a fat person Absolutely. again. And so, you know, we were here talking a lot about the physical changes. Um, and for a lot of people, it's it, it can be kind of jarring when we segue into the fact that for real, significant, sustainable, long-term change, it, it has as much to do with your mind as Absolutely. it has to do with, you, with your body. Because, and that's a constant yeah. battle. Sure. You know, like it's your mind's there and it can tell you things that are great. And right. then it can undermine everything you've done. Right. So it's like you got to get to get it in check. And some days are easier than others. Right. Right. So. And I think that's where we have to look at that this is it really is a journey. Like we always tell people, look, um, you know, especially in the beginning, if, if we lock in and we're doing everything right, people are seeing a lot of changes in a relatively short period of time. And they're super excited. And we're always having to tell them, look, there's going to be down. To, it's coming. I know Plateau's it's coming. Hit plateaus and bad days yep. and bad weeks and maybe bad months. it's we're... what you do with that. Right. 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 Because you're still taking steps forward, even if there are days when you feel like you took three steps back. Right. You're still further than where you started. Right. And the fact that you didn't give up this time says that you've come further than you think. Because right. before, right. you would just been like, okay, well, in this case, I'm done. Right. But right. if you've gotten to a certain point in that journey, like, no, Okay, this is just a pause, but it's not a complete stop, rewind, I'm done. Right. 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 And that's a huge mind shift. Right. Which is important. Right. I mean, we always talk about, look, everyone, everyone slips and falls on their journey, right? And whether it's, you know, you stop going to the gym for a while because whatever, life gets in the way or you get hurt or you finances or like whatever the reason is, the most important thing is how quickly can you get back yep. on your routine? And, and again, maybe you change it. Maybe you can't go to the gym anymore. So you, I don't know, you know, right. uh, form a walking group with people or Absolutely. get some, you know, get some videos and well, do work at home. I just actually had a client or, and mm -hmm. he's in six months has lost like 45 pounds, changed nice. his life completely, looks like a different person, but addressed a lot of the underlying issues. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this because I got right. a different job. Right. And I have to be there at 630 in the morning and I was waking up at four and now, right. and then I have to get home at five, but I have to pick up my kids because my wife has her own business. Like, right. He's kind of freaking out. Like, sure. how do I do this? I was like, sure. I need you to breathe. Yeah. And I want you to know it is possible. Right. We're just going to change the times of your workout. Right. The length of time. Right. The amount of rest. Right. Right. And we're just, we're going to work with it. Granted, you're a construction worker. It's going to be summer. You're going to be burning a ton of calories working. Right. For 10 hours a day. Right. So it's just, again, these tweaks. But sometimes people are like, oh my gosh. Because you get rigid, you get yes. in that plan, that routine right. that has right. now become a comfort zone. Right. And, oh, no, that comfort zone is now starting to flee. And, right. And it, it's scary. Yeah. So, but that is, that's okay. And I was like, this is your lifestyle, remember? Sure. So we're going to find ways to make it still fit when we can. Right. But we're also going to change the rigidity and the addictive mindset that can often happen. Right. To knowing, like, this is okay. And you're going to be over. This you're gonna be okay, right? And you're gonna continue in your journey. It right. might not be as fast as it was before, right? But you're still gonna be moving forward, right? Because right. this is an adjustment, right? And I was like, "That's wonderful, absolutely." You're ready for it, right? And and you know, when he does make those changes, he can again. It builds him because then he yes. can see, okay, it's not um, like you said. It's not this rigid where I have to. I, and all of us human beings, we mm -hmm. fall into this. It's either I follow it a hundred percent. Or I follow it 0%. Absolutely. And we're saying, look, you know, it, it, there are different times and places. So recently just had a patient who's undergoing a tremendous amount of stress um, mm -hmm. around moving and, and building a new building and like remodeling and doing all this stuff. And we had to scale back both the expectations and the plan of what could be accomplished at this time because this is a thing that's going on and we can't – it can't be gotten rid of. Right. It just has to be gone through. And so – Rather than simply saying, you know, that, okay, well, forget it. Let's just do nothing while this whole thing happens and then backslide and see yeah. kind of all the benefits that have been gotten so far and that we're looking to get go away. It's a modification. And if, if you can only do 50% of what you were doing before, well, 50% is better than it's zero. It's, right. right. It's better than 0%, right? And yep. seeing all that. So I think this is where having you know, a professional, we'll just put that word in quotes here, in your life 
that's outside that can provide some guidance um, is so critical. Um, when you find yourself, because, you know, we pride ourselves here in the U.S. of kind of the do-it-yourself independent, mm-hmm. like I can do it myself, and maybe you can honestly. Uh, But you have to look at, are you where you want to be in your life? And if the answer is no, okay, can you, like, and this is where some truth with yourself, can you really make the changes that you need? Can you seek out the information, find it, implement it in your life and get the results you want? And if you can, awesome. For all of us, there are places in our lives where we can't do it ourselves. Yep. Um, and usually we keep trying to do it ourselves and waste a lot of our own time. I mean, I'm as guilty as anyone. Like, I'm going to do this. And you yeah. waste lots of time, lots of energy, lots of money, um, and you don't get results. And it's frustrating. Absolutely. Well, then it feeds back to your mind. Well, I'm a failure. Yep. You know, I okay, I'm going to get in shape. So therefore, okay, I look around on the internet and I find, uh, you know, a workout regimen or I buy a DVD or a course, an e-course mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Okay, this sounds great. I'm I'm interested. I'm enthused. I'm 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 motivated. I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to follow this plan. Uh, you know, if I have to buy the equipment, I do. Or if it's I don't need equipment, great. I'm going to do this. Um, and then you know you end up not basically not doing it, right. right? Or you do it for a little while and it doesn't. It's the wrong program for you, or you you don't do it correctly, or something happens. Or you injure yourself. I right. see that happen all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't work out because I injured myself. Uh huh. I was like. Well, okay, that's yeah. a potential thing that might happen, right, but right. if we don't have the proper foundation, right. whether you know it's training, whether it's working out, whether it is nutrition, right. there are definitely like healing reactions that you're going to see that right. feel worse and better, but right. it's getting you in the right direction. As right. far as injuring yourself, working out, okay, we need to develop the right foundation. Right. Same goes for life. Yeah. That foundation is mindset. Right. It's determination. Right. And it's taking small steps. Right. And it's there's that acronym SMART, right? So right. specific, right. measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Right. Like those are so key mm-hmm. to making success happen. Right. And, y- you know, exactly. And so people will try something and they won't succeed at it, but then it can feed back and say, well, I'm a failure. Yep. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so unathletic. There's just so much like, defeat. Right. Right. Instead, we want to say, look, this is where having a professional on your side who can who's not stuck in your head. Right. Because we all are stuck in our heads and we all have crazy tapes and an outside perspective is very effective. Right. And someone who can um, like with that gentleman of yours who can, you know, say, okay, you know, you're stuck. You don't see a way out of this change. But yet you're you're you know, I'm here to help you yep. adjust thing and make adjust and make changes. And Absolutely. so, um, you know, it, like we would in a lot of areas of our life, um, people think because we all eat and because we all move our bodies and everything that all of us, every single one of us is kind of an expert in that. And I think uh, just a little hubris for all of us, um, you know, we're not all experts. Like right. some of us, uh, you know, go to school and, and 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 get out there and do a lot of this and really make this our passion to to help get people through this. Um, and in the same way, look if if what you're doing is working for you, keep doing it. But if what you're doing is not working for yeah. you, then seek out some guidance and some help um, and get an outside perspective and get them to formulate a plan for you. Um, that's this that's smart (laughs) that can help you reach your goals and it probably worked at the beginning right right? but again the body adapts and we need to constantly challenge it and keep it guessing and then there's different phases of our life right and that's kind of where it comes to is not just following a plan to follow a plan right that might be the first step right because then you okay i was able to follow a plan successfully right but then there comes a point when why do i eat this at this time and why do I lift this way? And why are my sets broken up like this? Mm-hmm. Wanting to learn why you do what you do is mm-hmm. a huge indicator that they have gone to the next step. Right. The next phase of making it their own and learning why we need to do what we do. Right. Because there's so many fads out there. You hear so much information. And it's kind of overwhelming for doctors and, you know, trainers and nutritionists to, okay, simplify it and be like, okay, myth. Right fact right right and and again some things work for others and not for some people right so that's a huge learning curve is like it might work for them 
but don't believe it as fact for your body. Right. We can try it, but that's where the customization, the bio-individual approach makes what we do so amazing, but also challenging. Right. Because it's always changing. Right. And it always needs to be tweaked. And it's also learning what works for your body. Right. And when your client or your patient is ready for that and they want to learn why. Right. Then you know you've hit the next step and they are into making it their lifestyle. Right. So now you start teaching differently and you share more of like the background of it that before would have just gone like straight over their head. Right. So. Well, we talk about, you know, the analogy I use is kind of the cook versus the chef, right? And so a cook can follow a recipe and basically, and and you can think of this like, okay, you have your plan and okay, I'll just follow the plan. If it says this many repetitions for this many sets, okay, I just do that. But a cook doesn't, can't vary the recipe. They don't necessarily know um, why the pieces are put together like they're put together, what their purpose is or anything behind it. And so it's either, again, talking about that rigidity, follow the plan, the recipe 100% or don't, don't do it at all. Where a chef really begins to understand each individual component in the that's in the recipe, why it's there, and they could change any piece of it they want to, yep. right? And so we all start out as cooks in all of this. Okay, uh, I don't know. Just tell me what I need to do to achieve my goals, and that's great. This, the, the later stage is really understanding, like Molly said here, why you're doing the things you're doing. Now, you don't have to become an expert in, in all of this and understand all the you know, biochemistry and physiology and all that parts, but you should at least understand in basic terms why you're doing what you're doing. And start to understand your body. Yes. And I think becoming in tune to what your body's telling you when you right. eat certain foods or right. how you feel when you do this workout, that is, that is actually knowledge that I don't even have. Yes. Because your body is giving you information that we can only be told from you, but right. you are personally experiencing it. Right. And that is such a gift. Yes. And it's also a curse because mm. once you learn how to do that, yeah. you will not be able to ignore the things that you did before. Right. You're like, why is this the way it is? This right. seems so complicated. Right. Because you have the gift of being in tune to your body. Yes. Which is going to change. Right. So that is a huge thing that I try to get my clients to reach the point of recognizing that and being aware of how things affect their body at different nice. times. Nice, absolutely. That's the thing we find that right now, at least, the MDs are, are just not doing. Mm-hmm. They don't particularly take the lived experience of the, the patient into account. It's, you know, everyone is, if you have this diagnosis, if you have irritable bowel syndrome, then, you know, you are just the same, essentially, as everybody else who has irritable bowel syndrome, and these are the treatment options, and and that's basically it. And essentially, you know, what patients tell me day in and day out is, and again, this is not to bash on MDs, I'm really not, and, and there there's a lot of exceedingly awesome MDs out there, but but the system in general is saying, I don't really care about your experience, your thoughts, your feelings, your concerns so much. We've given you a diagnosis and these are the treatments available and we're done. We're done. But then if those treatments don't work, right? you know, your patient feels like a failure, yes. but also like this is impossible. Right. And I'm never going to be okay. Right. And that is one of the worst things that somebody could ever feel. Right. That there's no solution right. to their problem. Right. But there's always a solution. Right. It just might have to be searched out a little bit. So, well, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's really dang Very hard. Very challenging. You know, to find the right solution. But what we, what we always tell people is, you know, the only time there's no hope is when you've decided there's no hope. Absolutely. You know, and I understand, you know, many of the people that come and see me have been to, you know, at least four and often as many as 10 other providers and doctors before they come here. And, you know, they've been pretty beaten down and told uh, that that there's nothing that can be done or, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong, even though clearly there is something wrong or um, that they've failed the treatment when the reality is the treatment has failed them Absolutely. most of the time and um it, it is rekindling some hope for people again not unrealistic expectations uh but believing that they they can be better and their quality of life can be better their life you know again their life can be better which so. is such an encouraging thing to find out right 
after you've been given time after time, like this is, I'm right. sorry, there's, we just, n- there's nothing wrong with you or right. we're not going to be able to find it. Right. It's all in your head or uh, which unfortunately people are told way, way too often when instead what they should be told is, I don't know what's going on with you. Is, I just, even you know, if you fe- feel like you can't figure it out, don't tell them that. Right. But like, give them another option. Right. Somebody you think could help. Well, be honest with them. Look, you know, either yeah. I don't know what's going on, which is hard for doctor. Anyway, it's hard for anybody to say, I don't know. But yeah. being truthful is, I don't know, you know. And the treatments that we've tried haven't worked mm-hmm. for you. And, you know, uh, I have nothing else to offer you. We need to search you out some other options, alternatives, practitioners, yeah. people, like whatever it is. That would be honest on the part of of health practitioners but often instead people are just told there's nothing wrong with you it's all in your head um or let's try this other test well you know and that happens too and i'm like you're not just someone to prick at right like we need to have a major streamlined option and goal you know well we try not to fish right Mm -hmm. which is just where you're throwing it out there and you're hoping (laughs) to find something and and the reality is look sometimes we end up in that place where we can't figure out we we so far with what we have with our knowledge base and and the testing and understanding that we have we we can't seem to find the center of what's going on for people and and but you have to be honest with if your doctor's not honest that hey look molly i don't know what's going on with you uh here are our options one is okay we can do these tests and kind of look and see and again you know, your doctor should be able to explain broadly you know, what the tests are doing. So we're looking for some autoimmunity because that could be what's going on yeah. for you. Or um, we're looking at your gut bacteria because there may be something going on there. Or we're looking for toxicity because maybe you've been exposed to some well, stuff. Or health is multifaceted. Sure. So you might address one thing and then realize like, well, this is opening up a can of worms. and But you have to start one place. And then expand and know that it's a trickle effect, right? Sure, sure. Working north to south and seeing, like, I think we always try to focus all-encompassing all at once, which right. is overwhelming. Sure. And we got to start with one thing and see what that heals. Sure. Because it does expand. Sure. I mean, we always have to, yeah, you know, you'll find some other, whether patients or, or doctors or, or practitioners who want to try and address everything all at mm-hmm. the same time. And... I understand that's kind of our immediate gratification. Like, I have 10 problems. Let's fix them all right now. Right. And I, I, again, I understand that. But most of the time, you know, nine times out of 10, that's just going to result in in failure. Because, wow, now I'm taking 70 pills a day and spending two hours working out. Which is and stress to the body, you know, too. Uh, right. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk with people here that often we're asking for six-month commitments because most of what people are going on, it's going to take at least six months to put an incremental plan in place to unravel issues that are going on for people and make, again, kind of more of those long-term sustainable changes. And um, very few people, unless there's just not a lot, there's just a couple little things going on for them, can make it, lots of people can make changes in a month or two months or three months, but most of the time those changes don't stick for people you know yeah. and it's it's again it's kind of that commitment so another piece that we touched on um, talking about you know having a health professional or, or so let's put it this way getting some qualified external guidance Absolutely. obviously recommending you know someone who's a professional and skilled at what they do but at least if, if that can't work for you getting someone outside of yourself um, whether it's a you know a friend or 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 whatever it is to to honestly look in and see and give you some some outside objectivity guidance objectivity yep. right the other side and and we mentioned this kind of with the gym is is the accountability piece mm-hmm. um, I wish that most of us would just see what the problem is and then go fix that problem and be done with it but that's not the way ninety nine percent of human beings actually work no. <laughs> uh, most of us need again external accountability right for what, those hiccups right which what, are inevitable and right. they're gonna happen 
Right. But I mean, a lot of times to do anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, when we talk, so that can range from, uh, you know, and so this is really scary to people because we'll often say, you know, we need you to come out and tell the people around you that you have this goal and that you're taking these steps to achieve it. Um, because again, if they're supportive. So let me, the big caveat here yes. is if the people around you, your family, your friends, um, your loved ones are, you you absolutely know that they're not supportive. You absolutely know that, you know, you can't really have a discussion with them and change their mind then okay in that instance we'd say first of all probably a huge step in your healing is going to be uh, disassociating as much as you can from those people and finding supportive people around you but those are people you clearly don't want to share your goals with but if you're if you're you have good supportive people around you then you're going to want to share those goals with them you're going to want to say hey i joined a gym or i'm i'm working with this doctor i'm doing these things i'm going to change the way that i eat or i'm going to do this stuff you want to share that with them and you want to be explicit and say listen i need you as uncomfortable as it is for me i need you to call me out on this stuff like i need i need if it's a family it's like a whole family change right right? or a spouse right like they have to be on board if it's a diet change right if they're still eating that stuff, it's going to be around. And that's where that's really temptation hard. is still uh, yeah. visible yeah. and it's still present. Right. And that is probably why they're in the place they're at. Probably. I mean, that's why we ask our first visits, the spouse always has to come with the person. Mm-hmm. Because and it, it's mostly that's if the great. spouse shows up, then we're, we're 80% sure it's going to work. If the spouse refuses to come... Then it's a red flag. It's a red flag because you know over the years I've been doing this. If you're the person who's closest to you, a spouse, a partner, a friend, whoever that person is, if they're truly not supportive of your process, now they don't necessarily have to do it themselves, but they have to be supportive for you. you. If they're not, your chance of success is is dramatically lower dramatically lower you know if they're gonna every time you want to go to the gym they're like why are you going to the gym like why don't you stay home and it's hard enough know. for them to make that decision to right. go to the gym right so the right. first out they're given right oh, okay yeah. sure yeah. i'm not gonna do that or or with food well how about we just go to mcdonald's instead or like yeah. whatever it is right or if you're on a gluten-free diet oh come on just why don't you eat the piece of bread with me or you know like whatever it mm-hmm. is um we at least need to see that that your closest support system is truly a support system for you um and that that it's so that's the first step but then the accountability is the second step so we i know no one likes to be called out but if you truly want to succeed if you believe in your goal that much then you want those people to call you out to say hey molly how come did you go to the gym this week right or and then you have to be like no and then they need to be like why why didn't you go to the gym you told me you were going to go to the gym like why aren't you going you know i told people i was like well, I can't afford to train with you. I was right. like, fine. Then yeah. send me videos or send me a picture when you're at the gym that you went. Right. And if I don't get it by this time, I'm going to text you. Yeah. And I'll be bugging you about right. it. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to be a thorn in your flesh. But right. you're going to appreciate it. Right. And they do because nobody is like looking out for them. Right. And that's a missing link for a lot of people. That right. People actually care about them and for their well-being. Right. Right. And it speaks volume. Right. So we talk about, you know, and, and this is where, you know, we really do say in our Western culture, a lot of times it comes down to put your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly enlist your friends, your coworkers, people around you to be that free, quote unquote, support system for you. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if you're truly motivated to make the change, put your money where your mouth is. Because it's one thing, you know, a lot of times you can be like, oh, dude, stop, you know, stop bothering me or whatever. But when you've prepaid for gym sessions and now you're missing them, and we recommend in this case, like the money that you're putting on the line should be a little painful for you. Because if you're like, oh, it was $5 to go to the gym or like, I don't yep. care about $5, whatever, you know, That's so. So, you know, the cheapest possible gym memberships, right? Uh, those gyms, of course, count on the people not actually coming and everything else. But a lot of people go, eh, it's $20 a month. Like, what do I care? You know what I mean? But That's when, why training sessions are different. And right. my clients are responsible right. to pay that whole month up front. Right. Because it's one, consistency for my income. And right. two, if you can't make it, you just came out of your pocket. Right. And we try to reschedule within reason. Of course. But... 
it is incentive. Absolutely. Look, the bottom line is, you know, and, and I wish it were different, but again, from years of experience, it, it almost always isn't that we value what we pay for. And yep. the awesomeness of the internet is that it's put so much information in front of us that was never available before. We were, we were talking, I was talking with my wife last night, I forget what it was about, but it, we were saying, look, if the internet didn't exist right now, we would never know about yeah. that, oh, right? Yeah. But the downside is there's so much free information on the internet. And I'm sure just like me, you can go to your computer and you can look at all the things, all the courses and books and all the stuff and all the blog posts and videos that you, you've downloaded all this information and it's sitting there, mm-hmm. but you haven't done a damn thing with it. Yeah. You know, there's that missing link that you don't have accountability. Right. You don't have a professional. Right to guide you through that first step, which right. is the hardest step. It's the hardest step is that for, you know, inertia keeps us, I mean, if we're stuck, it keeps us there. And the good news is if we're moving, it keeps us moving, yep. right? And so um, big on accountability, folks. If there's two things, you know, we can hope that you will take away. I mean, uh, two or three things here. It's first of all, set up some early wins for yourself mm-hmm. um, so that uh, that yes it's it's good to have a big vision we always tell people like what's your 12 month plan where would you like to be a year from now okay that's great and we want to sort of keep that in the back of our mind but then we want to break it down into smaller goals of saying okay well that's your one year plan how what can we break down for this month and maybe even this week exactly you know um, so that it's small steps. Because it's that whole analogy, you know, right? If you want to run a marathon, first you got to run a mile kind of thing. And if you don't run that first yep. mile, you don't run the other 20, 25.2 miles after that, you know? Um, so it, 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 small goals with wins, right? And, and the, the second piece to that is, yes, we want to look forward to where we want to go, mm-hmm. but we want to empower ourselves by looking backwards at the progress that we've made. So if you want to, you know, uh, if you want to lose 100 pounds and you've lost 20, instead of saying, oh, crap, I have 80 pounds I got to lose. Yeah. Oh, I still have four fifths of my goal to go. I've o- I have only come 20% of the way, right? So disempowering. And you probably put in quite a bit of hard work uh, to get that first that first step, yeah. right? Instead, we want to look back and say, I've lost 20 pounds, Right. That's great. You know, I'm 20 yeah. pounds lighter than I was before. And we want to focus on, we, yes, we want to keep our goal where we're going in mind, but we want to empower ourselves by looking backwards and talking about and Absolutely. focusing on the, the steps that we've taken, yes. right? Because even then, if you gain five pounds back, you know, you could again go, I'm a failure. But you could still say, hey, I'm still 15 pounds down from where I was before. Yep. Now I just need to modify what I'm doing a little bit and get back on track and make it happen. Exactly. Right? The second step is getting some outside uh, um, objective, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You want someone to look, you, you want some outside guidance. Yeah. Right? Objective perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Because most of us look, there's the old saying, doctors make the worst patients. And it's absolutely <laughs> true. And I'm sure trainers make the worst, yep. uh, you know, exercise clients and nutritionists make the worst, uh, you know, anyone trying to give them advice on nutrition. <laughs> and, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, yeah. absolutely. Right? We are all of us, every single one of us, we are terrible at advising ourselves because mm-hmm. we have no perspective, yep. right? So, you know, you got to swallow that ego that all of us have a little bit and say, listen, I, I need some objective guidance. Ideally, you know, get an expert who knows what they're talking about because, again, you are paying them for the years that they have put in, the all of the patients that they've seen, all of the knowledge that they've digested, and you're doing it as a shortcut. Because look, yeah, can you go to the internet and spend, you know, dozens, hundreds, thousands of hours researching, trying to find this stuff? Can Yes, of course, reading, you know, dozens or hundreds of books, of course, you can do all that. But then you're fashioning yourself as you're becoming an expert yourself. And if that is your passion, then by all means, do it. But if you just want results, why not shortcut that whole process and, and get someone on board who's already done that for you? Yes. Right. And the third piece we'd say is really accountability, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, again, uh, variations of the free accountability, you know, get people who support you in on this whole process. 
right? Join a, you know, if you're, if you're doing like a, you know, you're doing a 30 day or a 90 day thing, there are groups out there doing challenges, join a challenge, get, get involved, uh, get into a network of people who really will hold your feet to the fire and that uncomfortable, uh, why aren't you doing this? Do a friendly competition with right. a friend. Make right. them deal with you. Right, exactly. You know, and we'd say, honestly, you know, put some money on the line yep. and enough money that it hurts, yeah. right? <laughs> because if, it's, if, it's, if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? If it's, oh, a dollar or whatever, you're just like, oh, I don't care about a dollar, right? But if it's a thousand dollars, then all of a sudden, oh, crap, oh, yeah. you know, I really, <laughs> that matters, yes. right? Or whatever that is to you. Or they owe you a trip to Hawaii for right. lose. Like, right, exactly. Who wants to pay for the trip? Right, Not right. me. <laughs> so uh, one of the funniest things I saw was an alarm clock once where you programmed it and when you hit, you programmed it with an, uh, with an anti-charity, a charity that you really don't like, uh-huh. right? So if you're a Democrat, it was a Republican. If you're a Republican, a Democrat. If you're pro-life, it was a, a pro-choice group. If you're pro-choice, it was a pro, you know, like whatever it was, um, you donated to Monsanto, right? Oh, it, that's you know. Funny. So every time you hit the snooze button, it would <laughs> automatically donate oh money gosh. to a charity that you didn't like, right? Wow. So you could say, oh, I'm going to hit the snooze button. And then you really had to come to the conclusion, was it worth donating, you know, $2 or $5 or whatever to yep. to a group that you really don't like. That's uh, pretty nifty. You know? Yep. So little things like that, right? Um, we'd like to say, and, and there's nothing wrong with positive things of saying, okay, if I make my goals, um, you know, I'll get this thing that I've always wanted or I'll treat myself to a vacation or I'll do these things. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But again, the reality of human nature is that most of the time people respond better to pain than they do uh, to pleasure in this regard. So it's better to set your goal of, you know, yeah, instead of me going to Hawaii, I'll send you to Hawaii, you know? (laughs) There's a little sting to that. There is, there is, is, because you can always go, oh, well, I kind of didn't really want to go to Hawaii anyways. It's, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, but it's another thing entirely to say, okay, if I don't do this, uh, you know, I, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm gonna send Molly to Hawaii in my, in my place, <laughs> right? And I, I like her and everything, but come on, that's supposed to be my trip, you yes. know. Um, uh, one other one, just a funny one I heard. There was once a um, like a diet challenge, and if you didn't follow it, um, you had to on video eat a can of Alpo. Ooh. So, you know, it was kind of like, and, and they put it out there and it was like just straight up, like if I don't accomplish my goals, I'm going to have to do this. And, you know, I mean, dog food is not, it's not going to kill you or anything, but it's, it's, pretty it's pretty nasty and uh, no one wants to do it. So listen, accountability. Obviously, this can tie into the second piece, which is getting some objective guidance. And again, this is where a professional, so if you're evaluating a professional, you not only want to say, um, you know, do they know what they're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Do they have a track record of success? But are they going to hold you accountable? And what we're finding, like, again, not to pick on MDs, but the system is really at best, at best is giving you information and some tools. Here's a drug to take or a surgery to do. But there's no real accountability built into the system, right? right. Um, and your your health professional should be providing accountability. And a personal connection. Absolutely. Because that's where retention is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't like that person, you don't really care. Or you don't feel safe to share your heart or right. the major issue that's causing these problems. Right. Then you're not going to get very far. So to wrap things up today, it's, you know, everybody focuses, you go to the internet, everybody focuses on tactics and tips and tools. Just do this uh, high intensity exercise versus um, low intensity exercise or Tabata sprints or, you know, zero carb diets or ketogenic diets or like on and on and on, right? And every tool has its place. But Mm -hmm. before tools comes mindset. Yes. Because without the right mindset, nothing, it's, it's, you know, again, an analogy, right? So you can be a craftsperson and have all the tools that you need to build a house. But if you don't start out with the vision of that house in mind, um, you know, you could end up with walls that don't match and yeah. doors in the wrong places. And at the end of the day, your goal to build this beautiful house, you had all the tools and all the materials that you needed, but you didn't have a plan in place to actually build the house. Are you really surprised that you didn't 
achieve the goals that you wanted, right. right? So yes, it's important to find the right tools and tactics and tips and do be doing the right thing. But if your mindset isn't in a decent place, uh, your chances of success, long-term sustainable success are, are virtually non-existent, mm-hmm. right? So a good practitioner, again, should be doing more than just telling telling you what to do. They should be helping get your head in the right place too. Absolutely. All right. So we talked about getting your head in the right place. We talked about uh, um, professional guidance. We talked about uh, small victories to keep your motivation high. And we talked about the critical importance of having accountability. Yes. So before we wrap things up and tell people where they can find you, if they want to find more about you, Molly, is there anything else you want to close with? I mean, I think it's pretty all encompassing of what we covered, but I mean, just reinforcing the idea that you are worth it. If you're questioning whether you're ready to take that leap and I just say you are, Mm -hmm. you're worth it and you are of value. Yeah. And if you want that energy that you've been lacking it takes energy to get energy. Right. So you want to invest in yourself so you can then invest in other people. Right. Never forget your worth. Absolutely. And I'll just add to that and be be kind to yourself. Absolutely. You know, we are, most of us are our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we one thing out of a conversation recently I had uh, with a patient was, you know, if your children approached you with the same problem that you have, would you tell them the same things that you tell yourself? So true. And the person was like, well, of course I wouldn't. You know, would you say to them, you're a fat, lazy slob, you never can accomplish anything, you're horrible and everybody hates you, right? right? But most of us, we're telling ourselves some version Just because you don't say that. it out loud doesn't mean you're not saying it in your mind. Right. And the mind is where it starts right. and then it affects your life. Right. So, you know, you are worth it and, and be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, Molly. So where can people, if people want to look you up, they want to come and connect with you, where can they find you? So I'm at Myers Chiropractic in Redmond, okay. right off of 85th right now is where my office is okay. for nutritional therapy. Yep. And then my website, redmondnutrition.com, okay. has my contact info. So you can always Great. email or call if you want to just do a free consult outside of the office sure. as well. Sure. So. Are you on social media? Is there any I place? I am. Okay. Facebook and Instagram. So Instagram is New Start Nutrition. Okay. And Facebook, New Start Nutrition, LLC. Great. So you can check her out. She is uh, pretty awesome, Molly Couts. And again, it's New Start Nutrition. And you can find her website at redmondnutrition.com. Great. Thank awesome. you so much for Thanks, Molly. Me. Absolutely. All right, folks. Take care. All right, folks, that wraps up another episode of the Aspire Natural Health Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we hope you've subscribed to us over at iTunes. You can also check us out at our website, www.aspirenaturalhealth.com. That's Aspire as in A-S-P-I-R-E, naturalhealth.com. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash aspirenaturalhealth, or check out our library of videos over at YouTube. Just go over to YouTube and punch in Aspire Natural Health. You'll find us there. So a couple great more ways you can check out our free educational materials. At Aspire Natural Health, we are experts at treating gut dysfunctions, autoimmune diseases, and other hard-to-treat cases. If you that's you or someone you know, you can always contact us and schedule a free 15-minute consult with myself and find out if we are the right fit and we can help you out with your issues. So simply check us out, check out our website. Again, that's www.aspirenaturalhealth.com or give us a call at 425-202. 7849. You can set up that free 15 minute consult. All right, folks, until we meet again, take care.